so uh, we pray that that will happen before too long. All right, you have your Bible. Stand with me and turn to John, the 10th chapter, if you would. John, the 10th chapter. I'm going to be preaching this morning from some verses here in the 10th chapter. Uh, We're only going to read uh, verses 11 through 18 of the 10th chapter of John. 10th chapter of John. And um, I guess I should be preaching this morning on the good mother, but... uh, I'm going to be preaching on the good shepherd rather than the good mother. He says in the 11th verse of the 10th chapter of John, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. There's a lot a lot of wolves out there today. The hireling fleet, because he is a hireling, I mean the hireling fleeth because he is a hireling, and, and cometh not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and have known a mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father loveth me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Again, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the good shepherd. Realizing, Lord, that this is a a part of the scripture that is very sacred as far as Christ is concerned because all of us uh, need a shepherd. And he is the good shepherd. He's the only good shepherd there is. There may be a lot of shepherds, but he's the only good shepherd. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll bless us in everything. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The Good Shepherd. This is Sermon 1. I have another sermon that I'll be preaching next Sunday morning on the Good Shepherd. This is just the first sermon that on it. The Good Shepherd. You know, I thought about uh, uh, talking about the Good Mother. And then I got to thinking, well, now, the Bible says none are good, but uh, we're thankful uh, for mothers, but we're also thankful for the good shepherd who, who gave his life for us and that we might have life everlasting. The Lord Jesus Christ is a good and perfect shepherd. Remember that. He, he's never been anything else but the good and perfect shepherd. All that ever came before him or in his stead or any who come after him using his name are thieves and robbers. That's all they are. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that's using the name of Jesus and, and they're, they're, really not, uh, good sh- they're really not shepherds at all. And so uh, just remember that. 
I want to tell the story of the man who came through by day in lines. I don't know how many remember that. I'm sure some of you remember it. Should anyway. There's a man came through by day in lines several years ago that said he was Jesus. Do you remember that, Jim? You don't remember it? Well, you may have been too young then. I don't know. But anyway, uh, he said that he was Je- he was Jesus. And he stopped over there right across McDonald's. And let me tell you, folks, he drew a crowd. I, I don't know if people just was stopping there to, to uh, see him or see what he was there for and what he was doing, but he was carrying a cross. And uh, what he called a cross, he was carrying a cross, and he was dressed in white, and he was bent over, pulled, uh, carrying that cross, and, and somebody said that he'd been doing that all the way from California. Now, I don't know how true that was, but I tell you, he had a long walk with that cross. But anyway, he stopped in Vida and he stopped in lines, and uh, he drew a crowd. People wanting to know, and you're going to find in this message today, you're going to find where the Bible teaches that if you hear about it, don't go. If you hear about something like that, don't follow it. Because there's only, there's only been one shepherd, and he's been the good shepherd, and he's been only one. To make no difference how great people may be, they may be the greatest speakers ever was. But that don't, that don't make them a shepherd at all to follow so we need to realize that and but as i say this man had a he had a big following about every city he went in what i heard i don't know so this is something you need to think about there's only one good shepherd who came to lay down his life for the sheep and take it again as is stated in verse 18 said no man taketh it from me but i lay it down of myself I have power in to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Now, all who come in the name of, of the good shepherd can certainly die. But there's one thing they can't do. They can't take their life up again. But he could. I mean, they die. And I don't know. I've told you this before. I don't know how many people remember it. But Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn wrote a book. I've read it. I've got the book. Somebody gave it to me. And I thought when they gave it to me, I said, this is not going to be worth reading. But after I read it, it, it was worth reading as far as information was concerned for me. And uh, it informed me of a lot of things. But at the end of the book, Benny Ray states that he is becoming Christ. Now, Benny Ray is not Benny Ray, but... Uh, uh, Benny Hinn. He said he is the, he is the coming Christ. He, he, he states, he writes a book according which, which makes him, which makes him come down to the fact that he is the coming Christ uh, uh, at the rapture time. Now, some of you may say, well, now, why would anybody write a book like that? That's what the Bible is referring to when the Bible warns us of these people who come in the name of Jesus, there's, and as I've stated many times over the years, we've got to be careful for those things. Over the last 2,000 plus years, 
there have been thousands and there will be more even in the last days. There are going to be more who will be in the last days. You're going to hear it more and more, as time, especially during this pandemic time, during this weakness. Uh, uh, I, had a, I was talking to a man one day this past week, and he told me, he said, uh, he said, this pandemic has destroyed our church. And let me tell you, folks, I don't care what kind of church you've got, whether it's a, a Methodist church or a Catholic church or a Baptist church or what it is, the pandemic has destroyed some of the churches. And sad to say, it has hit some of the Baptist churches too and some of our kind of churches because I know of preachers who, who have told me that, that they, they, they only got half of the people back that they once had at one time before this thing came along. And uh, so I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what's happening. I, I have no idea what's happening. I know a lot of, of false things are going around, and, uh, and I was um, talking with a lady this week, and she asked me, she said, uh, have you gotten your shots yet? I said, well, I got one of them. She said, are you going to take the second one? I said, well, I don't know yet. I got till May the 27th to think about it. And she said, well, don't take the second one. Said, said, they've named it 666. I said, where in the world did you hear that at? Oh, so-and-so told me. You know, I said, well, I, I don't know of anything. I don't know of anything in the Bible that talks about a shot being uh, akin to 666 in the Bible. And so, so, you know, a lot of people have a lot of information today that is not true, but they take it to be truth. And I see it all the time, and, and it's sad. It really is. It saddens me completely because I see it all the time. I see people who, who are following things that uh, just picking somebody off of the Internet or, or off of Facebook and pick them and start following them. And just like one lady said at one time, you know, she said that she had joined our church. And she did it, says she did it through, through live streaming, that she had joined our church, but she hadn't joined our church. And this, this live streaming is not, is not a church service. I've, I've seen people put that on there too, that it, it is in lieu of a church service. If you, if you want to, if you don't want to go to church, just start listening to live streaming and, and you'll, you'll get all the church that you need. But I want to tell you folks, this is something that, you need to think about what's going on in this day and time. I can't, I can't talk about all of it. I don't know all of it. But, but there, there's a lot going on. In Christ, over, over the last 2,000 plus years, there have been thousands and there will be more in the last days. Christ warned his church. This is what he warned his church of. And I've heard, I've heard this really misused a time or two. He says, in, 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 uh, in Matthew 24, verses 24 through 26, he says, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and I put in parentheses, and false preachers, which is not in the text of the Bible. He said, There shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, inasmuch that if it were possible... They shall deceive the very elect. Well, the elect can't be deceived. I don't care what you've heard. 
I don't care who you heard say it, but the elect cannot be deceived. He says that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, which means that the elect cannot be deceived. And, and that, that's what bothers me in this day and time. There's a lot of people chasing after things that, that may not be what they should be chasing after. And so thereby, you know, we need to think about that. He said, Behold, I told you before, he's speaking to his church here. He says, Behold, I told you before, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. He plainly, he plainly says, don't listen to these things. And if, you, and if you're saved today, you know who the good shepherd is. You know, you know, and, and you're going to find out more about that even before I get done with this message, and especially before I get done with the next message. You're going to hear a lot about uh, uh, identifying the good shepherd and, and who the good shepherd is. Now, this is the reason you should judge those who come in his name. You have a right to judge those who come in his name. Some people have told me, said, they told me, they said, you should never, you should never judge anybody that seems to be religious. You can, though. Jesus gave you the right to judge those who come in his name to, to find out if, if they're really who they really are. Now, I'm going to use a word that Brother Ed hated. And, and, and here's a word that Brother Ed hated. It is the imaginations of men's hearts that makes them want to follow another who is able to powerfully appeal to the imaginations of men's and women's in all ages. Man's and women's imagination in all ages. That word imagination is a, is a cruel word. I, I agree with Brother Ed. It's a cruel word. If you remember, God destroyed the first world because of the imaginations of men's hearts became evil. Now, think about that for just a moment. Where are we going today? Where are we going today? You know, when you, when you look around you today, you know, you, you, we talk about it's, it's getting close to the rapture. How many people are still living today or living today who belong to the Lord. How many really belong to him? You really need to think about that because people, I tell you, this evilness that's in the world today has caused people to start chasing after everything. And, and, and it's caused them to start looking for everything, looking to everything, except to the truth. They, they don't want to hear the truth of the word. They don't want to hear what the truth, what the truth of the word is. And so they're chasing after everything today. Let us be glad that we can know the truth and the true ones who are his and, be, and we can be set free from all deception. That's possible. God, you, you'll never be deceived by one of these false professors, whoever they are. I don't, I don't care if they call themselves preachers or what they are. You can never be deceived by them. But it seems like a lot of people are being deceived. The true shepherd gives his life for the sheep. It was Jesus who said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. In verse 11 of our text. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That's 
that, that, that is something Jesus said himself. He told his church in the 15th chapter of the book of John. He told his church, he said, he said a, a good friend will lay down his life for his friend. But how many people are willing to do that today? Willing to lay down their life for their friend? No, they'll be like the Samaritan, like the good Samaritan uh, of when, when everybody passed by, the Bible says they walked on the other road because they didn't want the other side of the road because they didn't want to help him. It was only that good Samaritan that came along and wanted to help him. But there had been thousands. Had, uh, the word he's referring to there, when he says they walked on the other side of the road, when you study the geography of that, uh, that there was thousands who passed that road every day. They pass that road every day, but Jesus said they pass on the other side. They, they see the man over there needing help, and they pass on the other side because they're not willing to give anything for their neighbor. And, and so where are we today in this? Where are we today in this? You know, we, we've come to the point of where we suspect everybody is evil. The next person comes along, you know, is going to breathe one of them bubbles on us. And we're going to find ourselves, you know, uh, uh, with, this, with this disease. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, it's no fun because I've had it. Rhonda's had it. Rhonda spent nine days in the hospital, or eight, seven, eight days in the hospital with it. And it left us, it left us with problems that, We'll probably have the rest of our life. I know I probably will have the rest of my life. I don't want, I don't want to see nobody get that, but I want to tell you, we have to trust the Lord sometimes and realize, you know, that the Lord's going to take care of us. He's going to watch out after us. And I've come to the conclusion that if we're going to have it, if he, if he wants us to have it, we're going to have it. I believe that with all of my heart. That's the reason I'm, I'm questioning this second shot. I took the first one, but I'm questioning the second one because I hear this second one can be a rough, can be something rough. But anyway, we, we not. He said he is not only ready to sacrifice his life in defense of the sheep, but has a commandment from God to lay down his life for the sheep. Jesus command, God commanded Jesus to be the one to lay down his life for the sheep. He never commanded me to do that. He never commanded any of you to do that. He commanded Jesus to do that. That's why Jesus is the good shepherd, because God commanded him to lay down his life for the sheep, those that he gave him before the foundation of the world. He said, you're going to lay down your life for them. And he did. He did, and he has already done it. That The Bible says that the sheep might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. That's in verse 10 of, of, this, of this John 10. That, that the sheep might have life, that they might have it more abundantly because God commanded him to lay down his life for the sheep. And we know that he did exactly. He said, I do everything the Father tells me to do. But there's a lot of these false shepherds a lot of these false preachers won't do everything God tells them to do. You know, if somebody comes along and shows them that they're not preaching the truth, they're not willing to change. 
They're not willing to change to, uh, the, uh, what they preach and what they teach. Even though someone has shown them, they're not teaching the truth. I've had it happen so many times, folks. I've been doing this 54 years. 54 years I've been, I've been preaching the word. And in August, in, in, in the first Sunday in August, I'll be pastoring 54 years. That's a long time. And, and, and it's like I tell everybody, I know a lot because I've seen a lot. I know a lot because I've heard a lot. I, I know a lot because I've done a lot. And uh, I know a lot because I've talked to a lot of people over the years. And so let me tell you, folks, you learn a lot by being in ministry, by watching people. You really do by watching people, watching what people are doing. That Christ taught redemption in, in, in this text is of no doubt in any person's mind. He taught redemption that even Satan could not mimic. Satan tried to mimic it. Satan wanted to give his life instead of God. And he was willing to give his life instead of Jesus. But God did not tell him to give his life for anyone. But he tried to mimic it. And, and from, from the very beginning, Satan wanted to know about redemption. The Bible teaches that, that he could not figure out why, why God redeemed some and didn't redeem all. Because he wasn't redeemed. He's going to die and go to hell. He already knows that. He knows that he's going to spend eternity in hell. And all those that follow him, that's the thing that scares me. All those that follow him are going to spend eternity in hell with him. All his angels, which are millions of them, billions of them, all his angels are going to follow him to hell. And they're going to be tormented day and night forever and ever. They're going to follow him to hell. And all those people who, who, who want to follow false teachers and, and, and who want to follow false Christ and uh, all those people who want to follow that, they're going to wind up just exactly where he is in that. The true shepherd has a distinctive voice. That's what's the key to all of it here. The true shepherd has a distinctive voice. He says, they shall hear my voice, verse 16. They shall hear my voice. Don't say it, not another. He said, they shall hear my voice. And I want to say this, that every soul who follows Christ must individually hear his voice. They will hear his voice. And, and I ask you, and I'm going to ask you again, have you heard that voice that calls his children to salvation? If you haven't heard that voice, you're not saved. You might say, well, I joined so-and-so church, and I've been going for years. But if you haven't heard that voice, you're not saved. And believe me, that voice is there. That voice has been, has been talking to me ever since I've been saved because every time I sin, that voice gets hold of me. Starts convicting me of my sins. Starts convicting me of things that I've, I've had to go back, and some of you know that. I've had to go back and call people up uh, during the week and tell them I'm sorry that I thought what I thought and I, I said what I said. Because God convicts us. He, 
That still small voice speaks to us all through our, our saved life. And so we need to listen for that still small voice. Those who really hear his voice know that it is his voice. You know, you know whose voice that is because he said, they know my voice. We, and for you to say, well, not everybody will know that voice when he speaks, it, it makes the Bible, makes, makes Jesus a liar. Because Jesus said, they hear my voice. They don't, they don't hear other voices. <clears throat> that is certain, certain death and damnation. The voice may be heard through the written word, may be heard through the preaching of the gospel of truth. Christ's first message was to the Jewish flock, for he said, And other sheep I have, which are not of this foe, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one foe and one shepherd. Verse 16. Who's he speaking about there? You and me. Speaking about you and me. You and me, that's who he's referring to here. When he says that they, the, the, I've got others of my foe. You know, we, we wasn't living during those days. But he said there's some out there that are. You know, that, that to me, that brings about a lot of, of great uh, uh, security. To think that Jesus would take the time not only to go and find me, but to speak to me. Speak to me, 1967, March of, March of 27, 1967, I heard that still small voice. Told this wretched sinner what I need to do. It was through, it was through testimony of my wife and through testimony of Brother Jim Jeffries that that still small voice came to me. And I heard it. I heard it. I'm telling you, folks, I heard it. I, I know it's there, and I've, I've been hearing it ever since. You know, a lot of people follow their conscience. I don't. I follow that still, small voice that speaks to me. Sometimes in the darkness of night, that still, small voice will speak to you. Some, sometimes when you, when, you, when you least expect it, that still, small voice will speak to you. I've had it happen back there in my study. That still small voice speak to me. When I get ready, I'm going to get a message ready, and that still small voice will tell me. It comes from somewhere. I don't know where it comes from, but it comes from somewhere. It tells me, no, that's not the message I want you to preach. And then, then, then he'll give me the message to preach some, some miraculous way he will. <clears throat> He says, and uh, we already said that, he is speaking of you and me. Yes, we, we who are chosen, can, and will hear his voice. The present time and the present day is a time of bringing in of others of this fold. This is the time to do it because there's others out there. I believe this all of my heart. I believe that when he calls that last soul in, he's going to appear to pick up his sheep. He's going to appear and he's going to rapture his sheep. He's going to take them with him. When that last one comes in, well, it may be at Landmark Baptist Church. 
It may be somewhere in Africa. You know, I I, I told I think I told you all I got a I got a message from a fellow in Africa this past week and told me that he's listening to our live streaming. He he didn't even write it in English. He wrote it in his language, but I knew what he was talking about. Understood what he was talking about. From Africa now. He listens. Had another one from Africa who who said he listens, and he said there's about three or four hundred who listens when he listens. So let me tell you folks, who knows? Who knows when that last person's gonna be called in? You know, when if we if we believe everybody's saved, then we're not we're not going to we're not going to witness the gospel to them. He's speaking of you and me. Yes, we who are chosen can and will hear his voice. Are you one of them that is chosen? If you hear his still, small voice speaking to you, obey it. If if, if he's speaking to you, obey it. Don't don't just sit there because I'm going to tell you, he's not wasting any breath. He's not going to waste any breath on somebody who won't come. I can tell you that right now. He won't wait. He won't waste. He won't waste his speech on somebody that won't come. So if you need, if you need to honor that still small voice and you hear it speaking to you even right now, if you hear it speaking to you, you need to honor it. I don't care what it is. It may be as somebody gave me a note one time and and said the Lord had spoken to them about doing things differently. And and so uh, let me tell you, folks, you can. I know that if you read what Sister Kara posted, uh, she preached, preaches all the time. And uh, she preached a testimony. And that's great. That's wonderful. That's wonderful that we will do that. If you hear his still, small voice speaking to you, obey it today. I hope that you are not looking for another to follow, as many are looking today. A lot are looking for somebody else to follow. They don't want to follow the Bible and, and the truth. They don't care as long as some person sounds good, as long as they, they're a good speaker, and as long as they sound good, oh, they'll, they'll just fall right after, after them. You've got to be careful about that. Gotta be careful about that. It was a great apostle who said, But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves itching ears. Not 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 the untruth, those people who are listening to it. They they heap to themselves itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned to fables. Paul was telling young Timothy, he said, You better preach the truth to them. Because he said there are going to be a lot of them in the last days that are going to turn their ears away from the truth. They're going to start following other things. I can't help that, folks. That's just the way it is. I'm, I, I never thought I'd be living to this day. But, but let me tell you, folks, you better listen. You better listen. I pray that you will. Listen today. 
I pray that the Lord has spoken to you. And I pray that if he has, I pray that, that you will let us know about it. You coming down this aisle is not going to save you. You getting in this baptismal water is not going to save you. You being here at Landmark Baptist Church is not going to save you for the day. What's going to save you is when he speaks to you. He speaks to you in that still, small voice and tells you, and you'll know it. You know it's him speaking to you. You know it. I'm telling you, you know it. And the sad part about it is we've got a lot of people today don't even recognize it. He speaks to them, but they don't recognize it because he's speaking to them. Somebody else is speaking to them in a voice that they don't recognize. You recognize the Lord's voice when he speaks. And you do it. sometimes you do it through his word. Sometimes you do it through the preaching of the gospel, as we said. There's many, many ways that, that you hear that still, small voice. And I pray that the Lord will bless you today. If Reggie will come here and, and, and if he'll turn this off.